Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There was more to Barney Springboro than his mind. There was more to Peyton Nichols than what met the eye. Smile! And on that day when Barney got the power... It was Peyton who knew exactly what to do with it. I can make things fly around. I can move things. He guided Barney. I got it all figured out. You do your thing. We'll make a fortune. And he advised him in the fine art of dealing with parents. In the mysterious ways of women. Wow. And in the unpredictable laws of chance. You're a winner. Together. They used the power and took the world for a ride. <laughs> and found their way into the hearts of every woman. I don't want you to do anything you don't want to. You don't? No. I have way too much respect for you, Jane. You do? But Peyton never warned Barney about one thing. Falling in love. Get off this summer with Zapped. Starring Scott Baio, Willie Ames, Albert Einstein, Scatman Crothers, his over-persuasive wife. You ugly spasm. An outrageous pair. An incredible pair. One spaced-out Vulcan, one spaced-out dummy. A team of professional exorcists. And a half-naked cast of thousands. <laughs> All come together in Zapped, a movie that's out of this world and out of its mind. Welcome to They Call This A Movie, testing the strength of friendships one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast and iTunes on podcast services by searching They Call This A Movie and find us on Twitter and Instagram at TicTampod. That's T-C-T-A-M pod. Welcome back to They Call This A Movie. This is Anthony Delvecchio. With me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Meyer. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, friends. Hey. So today I uh, I did the one thing that I like to describe to my nieces when they ask, like, what's it like to be an adult and... Uh, the thing I like to describe is when you go food shopping and you see that there's a birthday cake on sale, you can buy that birthday cake without asking anyone. It doesn't even have to be your birthday. Did you buy a birthday cake just, I, to, I, just to have a birthday cake? They, it was a $5 one sheet birthday cake. So I bought wow. a birthday cake. What, wait, what flavor? Um, yellow cake, buttercream. Interesting. Okay. 
I like yellow tea. Not a fan of buttercream, but yeah, oh, they, didn't, say. they didn't have any whipped topping, so in the five dollar yeah container. Yeah. I appreciate the sentiment, the idea of like as adults we could buy whatever the hell we want yeah. without any uh, I'm just not a huge birthday cake guy. No. So that wouldn't no. be like we have a we have a a freezer full of bomb pops because that's what yeah. I go for. Okay. <laughs> yeah. What's a bomb pop? Bob Pop is those red, white, and blue popsicle yeah. sticks that you could get from like the ice cream man. Gotcha. Yeah, they're like the rocket ship or something. Sometimes yeah. they're called. We yeah. might have some of those in the freezer from like two years ago. Mm, those sounds like they're. It's a good year. Yeah. It. it yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's it's basically the same concept. Like that's the. It's like you can walk in, you can buy that without clearing it with anyone, no matter yep. how bad of an idea it probably is. Yeah, I don't even have to clear it with my wife because I'm the one that does the food shopping. I could buy ridiculous, stupid things anytime I want. <laughs> I, I've done that when I go to BJ's. I've done like I'll, I'll get myself like zebra cakes, <laughs> and I'll put them in the car. <laughs> you even hide them. That's great. You'll <laughs> never know. No, Dan, I'm just what, like, Dan, what I'm is just... this uh, person from? Uh, is it Drake's or Hostess? Who does zebra cakes? I think that's Hostess. Know? I think it's yeah, what, what is this representative from Hostess saying that you're the, their number one fan? And they <laughs> want to give you a commercial I, spot. It's every now and then I just get a hankering for them. I don't know why. <laughs> just out of the blue, it'll hit me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the thing today at the store. It was like literally, I passed it. It was in like the clearance $5 rack. Like they must have made the cake. And by 7 30, they're just like, we got to get it out of here. <laughs> and I was just like, sure, why not? <laughs> that's funny yeah i never thought to stop by the bakery and get their half price cakes interesting yeah, yeah the acme up by me the um the produce leads through the bakery to get mm. to the rest of the store so i gotta pass that um to get to the meat department it's like all weird and out, like weirdly laid out um sure. so yeah yeah it just happened today that they were um it doesn't happen all the time but yeah five dollar birthday cake and it was sure it my was, impulse by a shop right yesterday was a bushel of apples. <laughs> I, bought, I, yeah, I bought a five, I bought a three pound bag of red delicious recently. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm the red delicious as well. I'm a Granny Smith guy. Granny Smith, is that the uh, it's the green, green ones? Yeah, okay. yeah, that's that's Jen's favorite. That's her go to the, the green tart ones. Yeah, they're not bad. Listen, I, I'm a fan of apples. <laughs> We're pro apples on this show. I like it. Apple pie, yeah. apple and peanut butter. Yeah. Fuck kiwis, though. Wait, why? Weird hair. They got like weird hair, the seeds. Yeah, not a fan. Okay. Fair enough. I drew my line in the sand. This is an apple. This is a pro apple podcast. This is an anti kiwi podcast. I also, going back to the apples, I was waiting for Dan to turn into Bubba Gump. Oh, that's what I was going with. Then. Okay. <laughs> apple, apple pie, caramel apple, apples and peanut butter. You already said that one, son of a bitch. <laughs> Candied apples. <laughs> Just going back over them again. There's not that many things to do with apples, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what else there is to do with apples. Applesauce. Apple strudel. <laughs> applesauce. Yeah, there you go. Uh, okay. You know we don't want to watch. We don't want to talk about the movie we watched when we talk ten minutes about apples. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> but we must. This movie. I am very excited to talk about this movie. 
Well, we, we've got to talk about it because we watched it and then it would be in vain. And Scott yes. Baio would have died in vain if, it, if we didn't talk about it. So this week was our September movie of the month. And this month's theme was back to school, which I think we've already done this theme yeah. before. But you know what? Comes around once a year. Back yeah. to school. You know, Target is already filled with Thanksgiving decorations. So they've already had back to school back in August. But we're here to talk about back to school. So if you went onto our X account, X formerly known as Twitter, which I know you didn't because we didn't have any <laughs> vote this week, <laughs> but we had enough to vote for a winner. But you would have known that we pitted three movies that were either college or high school movies. We had teaches teaching Mrs. Tingle. We had what was the one you picked, Dan? Bratz. Bratz with a Z. Z, yeah. And then we had this week's winner, which was my pick. And my pick was Zapped Exclamation Point. Not to be confused with the Zendaya led Zapped without the exclamation point. Oh, no, guys. I got to be right back. Uh, (laughs) Did you watch the wrong one? uh, Just wait an hour and a half. We'll be right back. Yeah. As uh, Ann was saying. (laughs) I was going to say, remember off podcast when you told us your moon might do that bit? Yeah. I told you it would be a lot better if you didn't tell us before that. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I (laughs) let off with the app with the uh, birthday cake thing. Um, There you go. But the, as Ant was saying off podcast, if if Ant didn't specify to us which zapped it was, Google would be no help mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, <laughs> and every every streaming app has the other zapped on it. Maybe we should just yeah. pivot it and watch the Zendaya zapped movie. Yeah, it was, they were trying to tell us something. Yeah, it's on Tubi. It's on Amazon Prime. I think it's yeah, it's everywhere. It's on Peacock. We know that. <laughs> but we watched Zapped, starring Scott Bayo and Willie Ames. So it was a little bit of a Charles in Charge prequel, if you will. And this was my pick. I've never seen it before. I've seen it pop up on Amazon Prime multiple times when it's free on there. Apparently, this isn't the month where it's free. So we had to trust our good friends over in Mother Russia on OK.RUS, who just so <laughs> happened to have this movie on there. Um, TC10.RU. Yep. Setting it up. Yep, we uh, Probably funding an insurrection somewhere. But yeah, we watched Zapped. And I wish we didn't. <laughs> I feel like Dan's got a lot to say about this movie. I don't really have a whole lot to say. I thought it was dull. It sh- tried to straddle the line between a coming of age teen movie and a boner sex comedy. It's got to go one or two. You got to go one way or yeah. the other. Yeah, there's and, there's a reason for that. I don't know if you saw it in the trivia. No, I did not look at the trivia. I'll bring it up. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. I this did not make me look at Scott Bayo in a better light, given his shitty politics and just overall terribleness. So, yeah, uh, Zapped is now a movie I've watched. And uh, <laughs> and let's just leave it at that. But uh, Dan, where you come from with Zapped? All right. So I, I had never seen this movie. I'd never heard of it. Uh, but I was floored with how this movie just wanders aimlessly for an hour and a half or and i was gonna bring up how it doesn't know if it wants what it wants to be essentially but what it turns out to be is what what would it be like if professor x was a pervert sure right it's just instead of using his telekinetic powers for good he uses it to strip every woman he sees naked and the girl that he dates in the movie is okay with it for some reason i don't know why 
it was weird because I, I thought this movie was going to go down the path where they clearly set up that Scott Bayo was going to have a thing for Heather Thomas's character, Jean, right? Or Jane. Yep. And that goes nowhere. And then they also, at one point, start following around the principal while he's trying to nail one of the teachers. Yeah. Out of nowhere, too. Yeah. Yeah. So Very late in the movie, too. Right. Yeah. There's. I think it that happened like an hour and 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Where they go on a date and they start doing it under the, the table. Uh, I, I lost count of how many sexual assaults there were in this movie. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there it, it was at a, a decent number up until the very end where he goes reverse carry on everybody. Yes. And then he just starts, everyone gets naked because of him. Yeah. Uh, which was jarring, <laughs> to say the least. Like, oh, like, what is he going to do? Is he going to like hurt people? Like, no, he's just going to... He's going to strip everyone naked and hilarity will ensue, I guess. I, I don't know. Um, I don't know why we followed Willie Ames's character for so long as well. Like, he yeah. takes up half the movie uh, with him trying to hook up with Heather Thomas and mm-hmm. coercing her into sex. Yes. It, yeah, it was it was very garish. This movie, I'll, I'll say. I think that's, that's a good word for this movie. Uh, and. Finally, my, the question I have for you guys is, would you think Scatman Carruthers would call this one of his best works? <laughs> I mean, he is the best part of this movie. And yeah. I never thought I'd live to see the day where I watched a movie in which Scatman Carruthers went on a bike ride with Albert Einstein and then got <laughs> chased by a woman with a salami bazooka. But... <laughs> This movie has that exact scene. Yeah, it sure yeah. does. See, see, people who are trying to make Freddy Got Fingered good—that's good absurdist comedy. There, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah, that that if that was in Freddy Got Fingered, that would have been a much better movie. But it's not. It's in. It's in Zapped, which is wild because it does. It has no business being in this movie. Yeah. I thought just real quick, and Mark, I'll I'll let you do okay. the thing, but. I, I, f- I kept thinking this movie was going to culminate in the big baseball game, right? Because they, they mentioned it early on. Like, oh, you know, the baseball team's never won a game. Uh, Scott Bayo's character has never gotten in that bat. I was like, oh, well, clearly he's going to get the game-winning hit for the baseball team after he loses his powers. Mm. That, that's what's going to happen. Nope. They, they take that out imme- like, almost immediately, like within the first yeah. half hour. Like, yep, baseball game, they win. That's it. No, no more mention of baseball. So you thought this was going to be rookie of the year, essentially? Yes, with superpowers, right? He like, well, wasn't rookie of the year essentially a superpower? Uh, it was like a no, free the, accident. The, the the ligaments were just tight there. Right. He it threw like a hundred and four miles. He threw a hundred and four miles per hour as a thirteen year old. That's a superpower. No, as every thirteen year old growing up at that time knew, is if I got my ligaments tight, I could play in the majors. But it's a regardless. Super- it's a superpower. <laughs> why, are you, why are you fighting me on this? No, I, it just felt like fun. <laughs> I, I I refuse to believe that's a superpower. Why? Because he it it was it wasn't gained by some like extraordinary accident. He it's, slipped on the ball. Yeah, he or, fell and and hurt his shoulder. Right. But he was able to throw 104 miles an hour. 
sure. at 13 years old. But but a lot of people can throw 104 miles per hour though. No, not not at no. <laughs> yeah. Like no, the percentage of people that can throw 104 miles per hour is probably like. 0.01% of the Earth's population. So are they superheroes? Probably. The, the, ability, <laughs> the, the ability to throw at that age, you have to consider that an no. exceptional power. No, it's it's not. It's not because, again, it's, it's he wasn't bitten by some radioactive creature or gamma radiated. Anything like that? It was a freak thing that happened, and it, it was only for a limited time. And he wasn't super rich, yeah, right? Super rich. But like, okay, so if he if he instead of using these tight lig- ligaments to throw that speed, mm-hmm. and instead he used it to punch people thirty feet into the air, right? Essentially the same muscles, but now he's using it for <laughs> to to <laughs> assault people. Now, now he's saying he's he's using it as a vigilante. Is that now a superpower that he can no. punch people? Super no. far? Mm, no, I don't know. Isn't that what Captain America could do? Isn't that a superpower? Punch really hard? But he has the super soldier serum in him. <laughs> now, now we caught that's a non nonsense stipulation. It, what are you talking about? He was a normal person until they injected him. With so was Henry Rowan Gardner until he slipped on that ball. Yes, but it was a temporary thing. It was just this. That's so happening. so this this was a temporary thing too. So now he has this is not a superpower now. His telekinesis because he got hit on the head. Well, I don't know about that one, brother. Because <laughs> at the very end, he flies away. Right, but that that but that's a new super. That's a new power entirely. So but he, he doesn't can... have the telekinesis anymore. That's a whole new power. No, he he makes the <laughs> handkerchief float at the end. So, but but this still stands. If if that <laughs> last second doesn't happen. Right, because okay. we walk into the we walk into the fi- finale, that last shot, mm-hmm. thinking, "Oh, well, he doesn't have his superpower anymore. Right. It ceases to be a superpower because it was only temporary." Yeah, yeah. So, so that, for instance, I, we need a longer conversation about your stipulations on what makes a superpower because <laughs> that that even though you said yes, that's absolute nonsense. Really? <laughs> but we need to move on. The the temporariness of the superpower making it cease to be a superpower is one of the most asinine things Uh, I've heard. But we need to move on. The only thing I'll say is, at one point in the comic books, Aurora Monroe, better known as Storm from the X-Men, loses her powers. And so then her powers that she did have are no longer superpowers. They're just powers. she, She has nothing. She's right. no longer a super. She's no longer a superhero. But you are arguing that yeah. because Henry Rowan Gardner's has temporary power, it ceases to be a superpower. I don't even know if it's a power. It's just he can throw really fast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we need to move on. Yeah, we need to move on because we did not watch Rookie of the Year. We did not watch X Men. <laughs> we watched Zapped. We did. Where this guy gets superpowers, however temporary they may be. Oh boy. Or however <laughs> incidental they are. Yes. Where were we? Mark, what did you, yes. where are you coming from from Zaps? <laughs> so I'll start, I'll, I'll try and take this in a different direction, obviously, with the trivia thing I mentioned, I teased earlier. Apparently, uh, parts of this movie were reshot to have more nudity because of the success of Porky's <laughs> in 1981. Mm-hmm. So they, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they probably started out doing the coming of age stuff 
and we're going to be fine with that. And then Porky's got real popular, so they put a bunch of nudity and stuff in there to get the rated R to be like Porky's, and it just confused the hell out of the movie. Um, my main gripe with it, I think, and you put it correctly, it is a very dull movie. Um, the it, Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was never any point where he theoretically got in trouble for the powers, right? No. 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 no right. Okay. Um, because I thought that was going to happen at the... Obviously, at the Monte Carlo night, the casino mm-hmm. night at the at the yeah. at the um at the I thought so too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but nothing happened there, and even the breakup with the girl was like uh, Bernadette. Um, mm-hmm. was like two scenes maybe. Um, I out of that whole moment, I did like the point. Uh, the the actress um who, who played Bernadette when he stops her on the bike and just her her reaction to that was like, I was like, that's the most real reaction in the movie. She's just like, let me go. Like, <laughs> I'm not confused. I know it's you, you know, not yeah, going to make I mean, a big deal. Just let me go. And I'm like, all right, that's, that. Oh, that's the only really reaction to some things in this movie that track with how a normal human being would react to things. I thought, I thought that scene was going to go way worse. Yeah. I thought he was going to flip her off the bike. I thought yeah. so, too. Yeah. Or like he was going to put a, a moving car in her way. <laughs> oh, yeah. My gosh. Can you, yeah, yeah, that would have been hard to come back from. Yeah. Yeah. You could it, just something. I thought it was at some point he was going to, you know, do something that took it too far. Um, right. And but never happened, obviously. Um Literally, literally the whole prom scene um, when he starts ripping everybody's clothes off outside of being very gratuitous early 80s nudity is completely pointless to anything going on in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no reason for Bernadette to even be okay with it, but she seems perfectly fine with it. Um, and he and the Willie Ames character is just really the biggest creep we've had in a while on, um, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. um in in terms of this um and yeah you it, it's it's definitely one of those of its time um uh, in terms of things they could easily get away with that you won't be able to get away with now even in a movie like this um and just the just the sheer fact that um they, they didn't they didn't have seem to have a plan for like i don't know that's why i keep getting stuck on is that there was no real like act structure or anything to the movie um, unless we want to count that Monte Carlo night is like, you know, where he's at his lowest and he's got to come back up before the end of the movie. Um, but that even, and I don't know, was, did the, they didn't even explain the powers too well? Like why it did what it did? Was it the beer going into the cannabis mix that had the super plant growth? Um, none of that even matched what his powers did. Yeah. Um, it was just so confusing. I did. Um, I, I did get a good chuckle out of the scuba gear for the mice. That was or rats. That was pretty dumb and funny at, at the beginning for me, at least. Uh, but yeah, they none of the relationships made sense um, for anybody. Um, even though they did, they did a falling in love montage um, for for Bernadette and, and uh, Scott Baio. Um, but yeah, it was. It was a movie that probably 90% of the time was supposed to be one thing, and then they tried to chase the money um, by adding other stuff in. And I think it actually did pretty decent uh, money-wise, so maybe they weren't wrong. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. It'd be no surprise to tell you, uh, and then that uh, Scott Baio likes this movie. And oh, it was one does. of his favorite movies to, 
to do. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I that trivia thing is interesting because I'm like, well, what is this movie if it isn't a hornball teen comedy? Yeah, yeah. What were they going for? Well, because like, what's the, what's the what's the movie with? Um, I haven't seen it in a while, but I feel the movie with Val Kilmer as like the science nerd, real genius. Yeah, isn't that like just a coming of age science movie, not like hornball comedy? Isn't it almost like a slapsticky comedy? Maybe. Like, yeah. I, like my in my head, I'm thinking that's what that was. This was more trying to be than Porky's, but they saw how much fucking money that movie made and then just chased it. Yeah, I just like the telekinesis thing. Yeah, is uh, we I, I mentioned this when we were talking about invisibility. Is like telekinesis yeah. is more or less closer to a villain's superpower or a power. I don't want to get into what is a superpower and what's not a superpower again. We don't have enough time. <laughs> but like for a, to give a, to a movie centered around a kid with telekinesis, it goes one of two ways, hornball or he's carry, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, I can't imagine a movie that's like a, not a hornball comedy. Same movie, just not without the without the tits in this movie. It being just incredibly, it, this movie's bland, and that's just even more bland. Like it's surprising to me that the trivia wasn't that it was too. There's too much sex stuff, and they wanted to cut it out to not, to not get an an X rating or something like yeah. that. They went yeah. too far. And they need to dial it back. That is like all right. I don't know what is, I don't know what's here that makes a movie that yeah, isn't. That- just a shitty hornball teen comedy. Right, because what's the, the plot, really? There isn't. There's not even... There's no conflict. No. Yeah. It, it, the, the movie forgets to have, like Mark said, it forgets to have that second act, like, valley, where the main character has kind of lost everything and needs to bring it back. Right. They they don't bring that in until the almost the end of the third act, where he has to patch things up with Bernadette. And he does so very quickly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, it's, shit, we forgot yeah. to do that. It's like almost a non-event, right? She gets a little upset, upset with him because he's going to the casino night. And then he takes it upon himself to have this wallowing night where he gets drunk by himself. And then that's it. But it's a completely it, it's completely shoehorned because it's not like there. It's not like the second act was just like, oh, yeah, we've got. We've got all these powers. We're just going to make so much money, and we're going to become popular now. And now, yeah. oh, now I'm going to be prom king. And then now Jane is is cozying up to to Barney because now he's like the popular guy in school. That's like yeah. that's the story arc right, yeah, that's missing and, from this. And there's two entirely different things. Maybe they're they come they they are a little bit tied together. But at the beginning, they don't seem like much of outcast. No, at the school, um, right. even though I think they're supposed to be, but there's no conflict. It, it, the tag, the description says they they mess with bullies, but the only bullies are really the college boyfriend of the cheerleader. You know, is really yeah. the only bully they pick on um, with, with any of the powers. Um, so you don't even have like them being going from nerds to popular um, mm-hmm. in that at all. And then at no point I was waiting for you know, Willie Ames's character to reveal to everyone Scott Bayo's character because he, like, if he didn't go to Monte Carlo night and then he reveals it and everybody's, like, you know, trying to come, you know, get him to do stuff for them, you yeah. know. 
and make it a living nightmare. But like, no, they just all agree to keep it a secret. That's where I thought the conflict was going to lie. It was going to be Scott Baio kind of, he starts gaining the popularity, goes to his head. He cozies up with Jane and we know that Willie Ames's character likes her. So Willie Ames kind of gets jealous of, of Bayo and knocks him down a peg by revealing his secret to everybody and making his life tough. Right. But yeah. And it, and the, the, the relationships are not fleshed out or they're not, they're, they're nonsensical because at the beginning we, we see that Barney Scott Bayo's character has a thing for Jane Heather Thomas's character. That goes nowhere. Instead, it goes with Willie Ames's character, Peyton, and he's pursuing her. And at, at like almost in the middle of the movie, you you start to see like she ha- she starts to cozy up to him a little bit. But then it goes nowhere, and mm-hmm. and then he winds up just like teasing her and and having this thing with the boyfriend Robert Wolcott. Uh, he's in college, and it, it's just a very strange plot thread why would she stay with the the bully boyfriend either she is staying with him the whole time or she falls for peyton right mm-hmm. yeah it just didn't make sense and i i fully believe that the boyfriend robert wolcott i fully believe he beats jane oh yeah there's vaguely yeah. vaguely violent uh insinuations the first time we meet him yeah he gives a very uh, I don't even I wouldn't even call it a veiled threat. Right. Like, <laughs> if I see you do that, if I see you do that again, not in my bedroom or not in the bedroom or something like that, or not when we're alone, I swear to God, and then just kind yeah. of trails off. But. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if if you do that when we're not alone, and yeah, that's that's what it was. Like oh man, he he abuses her, this poor yeah. girl. And so that's why you would think Jane's gonna wind up with Peyton because. Yeah, Robert will the, the character Robert Wolcott is a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and the and the problem becomes with that storyline in this in the actual movie is that you make Peyton kind of disgusting a little bit. Very, uh, Very. you know, mm-hmm. you know. In I'm 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 in my head when I say a little bit, I mean even back then, like in in the way you do the story where the guy gets the girl from the abusive guy, he's usually more the you know, stand up, nice guy. You know, not any rapey vibes from him. Um, but they, the complete opposite here. Like he literally has that studio set up with a camera facing the couch. Like you know, yeah. it, it's like and and that photo they show at the end, which by the way, in the trivia too, saying that's a uh, a body double because you know she didn't was nervous about being naked and she didn't even agree to the body double. It's a whole wild thing. Um, but it looks like she's like passed out when he takes the photo, you know, and yeah, yeah it's just you, you can't you, I don't think outside of maybe maybe Bernadette, um, there's nobody really to root for in this movie. Like, you know, even Barney's kind of a slightly annoying, ter- terrible person at times. Um, oh, I mean, he's again, he's like a, not assaulting, but he's he's stripping women down naked. Several. I mean, I mean, even before that, that's like the end where it just goes off the rails. Oh, OK. Yeah. But but even leading up to that moment, it's like, you know, that maybe it's the Scott Bayo vibe. I don't know. <laughs> but it's like given nothing. There was no in a movie like this, even even in your hornball, you know, Porky's comedy, there's usually somebody to root for 
in there because either the villain, the, the conflict, you know, with the bullies or whoever's against them, those people are so awful, you know, that right. you, you pick the other people. But with there being no conflict in this, your supposed heroes make it all boring and dull. And I don't know if they were trying to parody or do, I don't know what they were doing with this. I think that's basically where we're getting at with this. Mm-hmm. You know, we had no idea what they were what they were trying to do. Yeah. So Zapped from 1982 is directed by Robert J. Rosenthal, who only directed one other movie, Malibu Beach. Stars Scott Baio, Willie Ames, Robert Mandon, Felice Schachter, Scatman Crothers, Roger Bowen, Muse Small, Heather Thomas. IMDb score of 4.9, Rotten Tomato score of 6%. Couldn't find a budget, but the box office was $16.9 million. Nice. Kind of. (laughs) You guys want to get into the plot? Sure. Dan, what you got? All right, guys. uh, Real quick, please go check out two uh, friends of the podcast. Uh, One, we've had her on several times. Uh, Tia and her podcast, The Top Ten with Tia. It's on uh, pretty much, I believe, if you go to geekvibesnation.com, it should be there. It could also be on YouTube. Just search the top 10 with Tia. It'll pop right up. And last but not least, our good friends at the Game Vault podcast. Uh, it is a video game podcast that airs every other Monday. And they talk about video game news, video games that they're playing, video games that you should be playing, and covering their retro roulette game of the week so if that's something you like please go check them out on all podcast platforms i'm pretty sure they're all on there Uh, and they also stream on twitch at game vault pod and you can follow all their uh socials at game vault pod okay great and we're gonna take a quick break and you guys are going to listen to messages from friends of the podcast so we will be right back Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everyone. This is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hop Nation USA podcast. Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation. Oh, 
hi, didn't see you there. It's me, George, from the best little horror house in Philly, the show where we talk about the best horror movie ever made, according to our guest at least. We've talked about groundbreaking classics like Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Alien, but we've also got a lot of great ones coming up, including some very fun guests like Len Kabazinski of Swamp Zombies and Red Letter Media fame, Caroline Williams, the star of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and Chase Williamson from John Dies at the End. So make sure you're subscribed to the best little horror house in Philly, and I'll see you boils and ghouls over there. And welcome back. Now it's time to get into plot for Zapped. We open on Ralph Waldo Emerson High School. Scott Bayo is a nerdy science kid named Barney who is experimenting on mice and the effects that Jack Daniels has on them and their underwater diving ability. Yeah, and you know he's a nerd by the glasses he's wearing. Yep. Yep. Then Willie Ames comes in and talks about Barney's genetically engineered orchids, also known as weed. But Peyton pulls Barney out of the lab to go to an assembly so he can take upskirt pictures of the cheerleaders. Sexual offense one. One of the pep rally. (laughs) The pep rally is for the baseball team who hasn't won a game all season. Afterwards, Barney goes back into the lab while Peyton bags an administrator in her office. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, he sleeps with the teacher. That's another one that goes nowhere. What was that? That's another thing that goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right? She shows up maybe one other time in this movie. Yeah. Well, they just really wanted us to think that Willie Aim laid pipe. Oh, I, I guess he does. Yeah. Back in the lab, Barney continues his mice experiments as baseball coach Scatman Crothers comes in and talks to him about how much he loves salami, how much he's not allowed to eat anymore. After he leaves, Barney accidentally knocks some things over, which causes some sort of explosion, and he knocks himself out. Comes two hours later and goes home, where his parents chastise him for coming home late and then accuse him of being a drug addict. Next day at school, a classmate named Bernadette starts questioning Barney about his experiments, as does the principal who is waiting on Barney's report on his experiments. Then during poetry class, Barney fantasizes about his classmate Heather Thomas coming on to him while some dude reads his poem about chicks. And then after class, Peyton tries to pull the moves on Heather Thomas, but she's not having it because she's dating a college guy. Yeah, that guy that reads the poem, I thought he was they were going to be the conflict mm-hmm. in the movie. They're yeah. just there. Yeah. He after this scene, he disappears. Yeah, he, he he does he I think he's the guy that does the grand entrance in the auditorium. Yeah. And he reads the poem and then he's gone. Yep. Well, I mean this movie is void of all conflict, so that's true. Anything any anything would have been would have made more sense than none. It's not good when people completely forget about two characters that appear in the first five minutes of the movie and really announce themselves, right? The the, the teacher who's banging Peyton mm-hmm. and, and the bully, right? They, they come in with a bang, pretty much. Right. And then completely disappear from the movie. Yep. Then Barney, Barney focuses too hard on Heather Thomas's sweater and it pops open just in time for a college-age boyfriend to see this happen and to vaguely threaten her with violence. They leave, and Barney goes back to the lab and realizes that he has telekinetic abilities, so he starts moving things around with his mind, which both Bernadette and Peyton, separately from each other, catch him doing from the window. So they both go into the lab to see what a deal is. Bernadette is interested in the scientific meaning of it, while Peyton is looking for a way to benefit from this discovery. Barney goes home, and his parents are mad that he's late again, so he makes his dad drop prune juice all over himself and then goes to bed without dinner. In his room, he moves a toy USS Enterprise around his room and then fantasizes that he's on the ship until he decides that he's going to sneak out and get some food. 
but not before he breaks a mirror with his telekinesis and then scares his mom by making his ventriloquist dummy attack her. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't tell like why his power would let that ship go through the fish tank without any of the water coming out. That's a good yeah. question. Yeah. yeah. It's very vague. Mm-hmm. At school the next day, Bernadette wants to test his telekinesis abilities on some of his plants. Then Peyton comes in and tells him that they have a game to go to and also wants to use Barney's telekinetic abilities to their advantage. So the baseball game goes and Barney is riding the bench, but uses his abilities to help his team keep the game close until the ninth inning when he gets to put into pinch hit and hits a home run and they win the game because of his telekinesis. But by the way, they I, I don't know how many auditions they had for the big mean rival pitcher, but nobody on that other team or even their team looked remotely athletic. No, no. this is one of the worst baseball scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the pitcher doesn't look vaguely teenage either. <laughs> yeah, and the helmet also does not fit him. Erwin Keys that played two mean Levine. He they didn't even do the the like the right thing by him by putting the helmet all the way on his head. They just placed it on his head and it's half on, half off. Like come on, like don't do that to the guy. Clearly, he you know he mm-hmm. he's not all there. Yeah. So d- don't make him out to be that way, you know? Yeah. Uh, after the celebration, Peyton tries to get closer to Heather Thomas, but her boyfriend shows up. Barney walks home, but a, a convertible filled with kids from the other school stop and start to harass him. Guys moon him and the girls laugh at him. So he makes the girls tops fly open and then he makes the girls, le- the guys levitate into a tree. But nobody sees anything weird about this at all. No. <laughs> uh, there, there's those reactions of those two people on the uh, at the picnic table. No, I meant going forward from this moment forward. Yeah. Like nobody's like, who do, we should go send somebody to Emerson High School. Like he clearly had an Emerson shirt on. <laughs> right. Yeah, and they know who he is. That's the kid who made us. Yeah. So they know exactly who it is. Barney walks home uh, uh, back at school. The principal tries to break into the lab to see what Barney's been up to, but he gets caught by Scatman Crothers and he tries to play it off. So then the secretary sneaks in through the window and finds a stash of weed. But Barney and Bernadette catch her going into the window. So while the secretary goes to tell the principal, Bernadette and Barney work to move the weed plants. So when the principal climbs through the window to go into the lab, he doesn't find anything. But Scatman Crothers catches Bernadette and Barney dumping the weed plants into the incinerator, but just thinks they were in the boiler room to make out. So when they leave, he gets a whole plume of weed smoke in his face, and he hallucinates going on a bike ride with Einstein and gets chased by his wife that is shooting a salami bazooka at them. Imagine having... A- a trip and you're fantasizing about one of the high school kids. <laughs> like that's weird, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That can't be what you fantasize about. <laughs> then it's senior day and they go to the amusement park there. Barney helps Peyton win at the carnival game. So he could press Heather Thomas. Her boyfriend is there. So he starts getting annoyed. So he challenges Peyton to a contest. They go into the parking lot and drink 12 beers each. And the first person that throws up has to pay the other 100 bucks. They go on the teacups and Barney makes the boyfriend's teacups spin faster than the others, making him throw up and leave early. So Bernadette, Barney, Peyton, and Heather Thomas go get food. But two college guys start moving in on the girls, which causes a fight. Barney uses his telekinesis to beat up the bullies. Then Barney and Bernadette go to get some food while Peyton and Heather Thomas go back to his place. Peyton and Heather Thomas fuck. <laughs> like, thinking I'm good. I, I was going to say, the, um, the, the whole setup of this is just... I. It seems like dream early 80s, like, kid place. Like, oh, I'm going to have this studio out by the pool where I'm going to where I'm gonna fuck chicks. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. apparently it works well. Yeah. Yeah. And he apparently Bruce has Drew. classical music on vinyl or something. That's right. Yeah, the Boston Pops play Mozart. Is it, it? It has to be because he's rich. Yeah. Right. I mean, who has a? I mean, it is the '80s, but who has a pool house and a yeah. giant pool like that? Other than rich people. I mean, right, that yeah, house he, probably cost fifty thousand dollars, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it it's very. It, he makes it clear in the very beginning that he's super wealthy and he he has a leg up on all these things. So again, like you would think. He would use these advantages that he has to help Barney out because he has a hard time getting girls or the prom's coming up, right? So, mm-hmm. like, oh, don't worry, Barney, we're going to help you out, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's just he only uses it for his own his own good. Mm-hmm. Just He's like not the- a good friend. Yeah. But then you got a montage of Barney and Bernadette getting closer as they go on dates to show off Barney's telekinesis while playing tennis in the park, screwing with the guy's RC plane and then banging in the lab. And the most literal song ever playing <laughs> over a love montage. I do like how the, the, the love montage song is playing over Scott Bayo fucking with random people. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fit at all. Right. It's like, oh, we're falling in love, but I'm harassing this random person in the park. For no reason. For no reason. Yeah. Like, oh, this is hilarious. At school, Heather's Thomas's boyfriend shows up to give Peyton his 100 bucks, invites him to a casino night at his frat, is throwing an order to give him a chance to win his money back, and Heather Thomas ignores Peyton even though they just had sex. Peyton finds Barney and tells him his plan to go to the casino night and clean the frat out of their money. Bernadette gets mad at Barney for basically turning into Peyton and only uses his ability for personal gain. So she, stor- she storms off telling him she'd rather go to the prom by herself. Then we have a side story of the principal and the secretary accidentally going on a blind date together and then the secretary going down on the principal right there in the middle of the restaurant. At the casino night, Barney and Peyton hit up the roulette wheel, but they realize it's a rigged game. So Barney has to fight with the wheel a little bit, but winds up go- going up big time. But he then gets a change of heart and decides he doesn't want to cheat anymore. So he makes the entire wheel lift up, which causes a fight in the frat house because everyone thinks the game is rigged, which it is. Barney then goes to the lab to get drunk on some Jack Daniels, passes out. Next morning, he finds Bernadette at school and apologizes, and they decide to meet up at the prom after all. Barney goes home to get ready for prom, but his mom has two priests there to perform an exorcism on him, and they try to shove some tranquilizers down his throat. But he forces himself to throw up and then chases his mom and the priest with a ventriloquist dummy again. So I, re- I really thought this was where they were going to take the powers away, like that, the throwing up. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know? that, that was the, the beginning of, the, I think there's three sequences that happened where I kept thinking, oh, the powers are going to disappear now. This, yeah, this was number one, like Mark said. Like, yeah. he, when he throws up, like, oh, he must have thrown up his powers for some reason. But Right. But, like, the significance of, of, having, of not having the powers anymore is completely muted by the fact that there is nothing there's no stakes in this movie. Yeah. He's not it's not like as we said rookie of the year where he's all of a sudden he's now the captain of the baseball team because he's using these powers for good, for for that aspect, right? right? And then all of a sudden he loses it before the big games. Like, "Oh no, what am I going to do without my powers?" Right. It doesn't matter. He's just now not he if he loses his powers, he can't be a menace anymore. Right. Yeah. People would be safer (laughs) without him having powers. No good. No good has come from his powers other than Willie Ames got laid and he got laid. Yeah. And is that good? I don't I don't know. Peyton getting laid is not is not good in the the scheme of the story. 
Right. In in the, the theme of the movie, it, do, it doesn't matter at all what happens to Willie Ames. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what you needed to happen was the big championship baseball game. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's homecoming. They they win their first game and then they go on a streak because Scott Bayo is, is cheating, obviously. And then he loses the powers and now they have to win on their own. But mm-hmm. they completely abandon any form of a plot. That yep. would or stakes, like you said. Yeah. Uh, in a better movie. Yep. At prom, Peyton is named prom king and Heather Thomas prom queen. And he keeps trying to grope her during the first dance. Eventually, Barney shows up and meets up with Bernadette and they make up. Then Peyton shows up and he tries to get Barney to go to Vegas. But Barney, Barney turns him down. Jane's boyfriend shows up with two of his goons to try and even the score with Peyton. Peyton shows him a picture he took of Jane while she was asleep after he had sex. Then they get ready to beat the shit out of Peyton, but then Barney sees this and decides to make Jane's dress fly open, exposing her breasts to the whole prom. <laughs> it's, why would you? Why not stop the bullies? Right. <laughs> it, it, that's who's attacking his friend, not yeah. not Jane. Yeah. Then Barney goes full carry on everyone, making everyone's clothes come flying off in a real crazy sociopath turn until he's hit in the head by a fire hose and goes unconscious. <laughs> First, he gets hit in the head by a watermelon. That's that's right. Yes, <laughs> which made that made me laugh. Because I was not expecting the the way that it was shot. It was like boink, ow. So I was like, oh, like I guess that's how he loses his powers. Nope, that's what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, it's a random watermelon to the head. <laughs> he wakes Great. up and then he says he doesn't have his powers anymore. But when they leave, he makes himself and Bernadette fly away, and that's the end of Zapped. Kind of a garbage I, movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I think if this movie continues, Barney becomes a villain, a super villain. Yep. Right? He he goes on a rampage. It it, it almost like turns into Akira, where he, <laughs> he keeps just gaining all these powers. Like at first it was just telekinesis. Now I can fly and then I can transmute things. And he he becomes just like Doctor Doom almost. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And then I think Bernadette would have to kill him in uh, in a moment of just like pity, right? Like she doesn't want to kill him because she loves him, but she has to for the greater good. Right. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> yep. Well, that is Zapped, and that's our plot for it. Um, so we're going to take a quick break. Got one more segment coming up, but before that, you guys are going to listen to some ads so we can pay those bills, and we will be right back. And welcome back. Now it's time for our final segment of the night. And this one is going to be one star reviews. And I'm going to title this one Gen Z watches sex comedies because there is a there is a theme. Oh, my yes. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm assuming they don't uh, think very highly of them. That's correct. Um, we have about eight movies here. Um, eight movies, three reviews. You just got to tell me what movie I'm talking about. I'm ready. All righty. Uh, hmm. Buzz in with a zap, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if you think you know what movie this is. All right. First movie. First one star review. Boomer ass movie. One star. <laughs> these so look at progress- progressively easier as these yeah. reviews go. Are these all from the like 80s? Uh, no. So they're, they, they're from all around. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Boomer-ass movie. Okay. Uh, Zap. All right. Yep. 
Is it meatballs? It is not meatballs. Mark, you got a guess after that one review? I'm waiting for review number two. Okay. Somehow this movie has even less substance than other staple 80s teen movies. One step. Uh, Zapped with Zendaya. Um, (laughs) um, uh, Is this Porky's? This is not Porky's. Good guess, Uh, though. I I think I have enough, but... You want to wait for the third one? Sure. All right. Bold to start a movie with statutory rape. One star. Well, that's this movie, but... (laughs) Um, uh, You see, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, so I don't know if it starts off this way. But I'll I'll zap in. Okay. Is it Fast Times at Ridgemont High? It is Fast Times at Ridgemont High. It's been a long time since I've seen that, so I couldn't remember if there was statutory rape in the beginning. I remember it being there, but... Yep. I guess oh. it is early on. Okay, I was thinking like the very opening. Of the- mm-hmm. Okay, next one. There were there was more boobs than funny jokes in this movie. Again, the, these first ones like they're all right. I have about half a dozen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It slowly trick slowly weeds out. Yeah, it'll give you a little bit of a taste of it. Uh, next one. Two thousands rated R comedies are like icing on a cheeseburger. All right, so it's from the two thousands. Okay. Zapped mm-hmm. with Zendaya. Yep. Uh, uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Is not Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. I thought the cheeseburger was a hint. Oh, I just got the joke. By the way, there, Mark. <laughs> You're not guessing the zapped with Zendaya. <laughs> <laughs> all all, all Anne said was zapped in with a zap. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I, I'm doing the the classic Simpsons bit. Two thousands. Oh. um... Zap. <laughs> Damn. Uh, American Pie. It is not American Pie. Ooh. Here's your next one. This one might give it away, but if not, I have a fourth one waiting in the wing. <laughs> I've never felt more existential terror than when it was revealed it was a black fraternity. Like, I couldn't tell what direction of racism it would go, but I knew it had to be the worst one. Zap. <laughs> Damn. That's uh, a road trip. Yep. Yeah. There were, were there that many boobs in that movie? Yeah, Amy Smart for sure. I you know Amy Smart. Oh, Tom Green has two women with him. Yep. That's true. Okay. So there I'll... were less than six jokes in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, the last one was never let the Joker fanboys brainwash you into believing that Todd Phillips is a good filmmaker. <laughs> no, they're not wrong. Uh, okay, next one. A revisionist sex comedy, perhaps the McCabe and Mrs. Miller of the genre. Parentheses. There's only one felonious non-consensual act committed instead of several dozen. It's really in depth. <laughs> love I love to get McCabe shot at this. <laughs> I love a good McCabe and Mrs. Miller <laughs> reference. It, All right, zapped with Zendaya. All right, Mark. Uh, super bad. It is not super bad. That is a good guess. That one, Dan, you got one, or you want me to go to the next next one? Yeah, we got to go to another one. There's some great one-liners, but yeesh. For a movie that shows so many aspects of rape culture, it sure doesn't care to examine them very deeply, or at all, to be honest. Once again, this is Gen Z discovers sex comedies. <laughs> uh, zap. Yep. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds? Is that Revenge of the Nerds? Okay. I, next one for me. I don't have okay. to. This one should give it away. Yeah. I don't think this is what Don McLean meant. <laughs> <laughs> zap Zendaya. Yes. <laughs> American Pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I guess that would be a throwback. 
So, so one of them, what was one of them said there's only one act that I guess that's the Shannon Elizabeth being filmed yeah. without her knowledge. Yeah. Okay. That's not consensual, yeah. Yeah. There was, there was one review that made me laugh. It was like, I've been watching this movie for 15 years. I still don't know why he fucks that pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the one of the friends, doesn't Sean William Scott tell him if that's what it feels like? Yeah. I mean, that's in the, in the, the theory, the, the logic of the movie. That's why he fucks the pie. I think that's <laughs> just saying, why does he fuck the pie? <laughs> oh, just like in general, why would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Next one. Boy obsesses and chases after a girl who they gave zero personality to. One star. Very vague one on that one. This could have been a road trip. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was thinking. Could have been American Pie, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Zap? Yep. Uh, is it the girl next door? It is the girl next wow. door. Nice. Nice. <laughs> Eliza Cuthbert. Yeah. The other reviews was an interminable illustration of how homophobia, misogyny, and hatred of sex workers circle in the same drain. Miserable, spiteful trash. I think I would have gotten into that one. <laughs> and the last one is glad this movie confirms Paul Dano's BDE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, I I will admit, I think about that kind of often. <laughs> this is your Roman Empire? It's my Roman Empire. <laughs> How often do you think about Paul Dano's big dick in uh, the Golden Story? Once a week. Yeah, yeah, at least. Not once a week, but maybe like five to ten minutes a year on it. Just just thinking about it. Now, are these consecutive minutes or are they split up over the year? Split up over the year. Okay. (laughs) Just imagining Dan on a hammock going, Paul Dano's dick. I just, I just, for some reason, it just sticks out to me because they call him the tripod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I will say that every time I watch uh, the Batman, that goes through my mind quite. <laughs> the Riddler has big dick. <laughs> All right, next one. Great soundtrack. One star. Great sound. One star. Okay. Zap. Damn. Sex drive. It is not sex drive. Okay. I could have made an argument for Fast Times with this one, but sure. Uh, I'll go for number two. Let me. Okay. It's like they tried fitting every '90s bop into this movie to make it good, but I still don't not have a. I still do not have a ball watching this. I zapped with Zendaya. Sure. Is it can't hardly wait? It is can't hardly wait. Oh, nice, good one, Mark. Uh, I had two more for this. Uh, how many '90s rising stars did they fit in this movie? Like, holy shit, were they trying to break a record or something? <laughs> And then one star for Seth Green's Digimon cosplay, minus several stars for that out of nowhere racial slur. I remember yeah. that part, but I remember how he dresses like a, a, a Digimon character. <laughs> Kenny Fisher. All right, next one. The best homophobic film I've seen all year. <laughs> one star. Uh, zapped with Zendaya. Sure. I love you, Chuck and Larry. All right. You know. Nope. Well, you, no, I now okay. pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Chuck and Larry. Yeah, okay. They, they weren't teens, unfortunately. Right, it's true. Um, the best homophobic movie I've seen all year? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I don't. Okay, next one. This is a rule of life. If David Koechner is the best thing in your movie, your movie is a special level of terrible. Oh, I, Mark, do you want to take a guess? But I think I think I know. No, you can go ahead. All right, zap. Yep. Waiting? It is not waiting. Whoa. All right, all right. I didn't have an answer. Okay, I'll go to the last one. Breaking King Himbo 
James Marsden has been hospitalized for severe back pain after carrying this entire movie. With David Koechner? Uh-huh. Interesting. I don't know if I've seen this movie. It has to be a movie where he doesn't get the girl. Of course. <laughs> Ooh. You don't have a fourth one because I'm I'm lost. Mm-mm. Uh, all right. Then no one gets this one. Sonic the Hedgehog. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not Anchorman 2. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Sex Drive. Oh, I didn't know. Oh, James Marsden's the big brother. Yep. I forgot. Yeah. I didn't know David Koechner was in that either. Is, yeah. Who does he play? I feel like he plays the guy that tries to steal the car with the girl. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen that. I have seen it, though. Or does he or is he like the um, the redneck that the kid with the glasses bangs the wife <laughs> in like the trailer? I think oh. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen that movie. But. Yeah, the kid from Hot Tub Time Machine, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember. Interesting. James Marston, he does carry some movies. He's he's a good actor. Underappreciated. Mm. Yeah. All right, excellent. I got two left. All right. All right. All right. They're fun. This has some silly moments, but overall just aged really poorly, and it made me kind of uncomfortable. Oh, jeez. Uh, zapped with Zendaya. Sure. Um, uh, Van Wilder? Nope, Ooh. not Van Wilder. It's not a bad guess, though, Mark. No. Uh, Want me to go to the next one, Dan, or you want to hazard a guess? You know what? Let me... No. Yeah, go go for it. Okay. Watch this movie solely to write about it as an example of rape culture in 80s media for a philosophy philosophy paper. Well, 80s. Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll hazard a guess here. Zap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to guess Revenge of the Nerds. That is Revenge of the Nerds. I knew one of them had to be Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Are, are they talking about the scene in the, uh, was it the, the fun house or the bouncy castle? Yeah, right. Where yeah. he pretends to be her boyfriend. Yeah, that's got to be what they're mentioning. Yeah. All right. Last one. A hyper masculine fever dream shared by, by any Viagra popping dad trying to explain what the good old days were like in their head. Void of a plot with a surreal sense of pacing. Hmm. Zap. Damn. Porkies? That's Porkies. Okay. Last two were... Hillbilly pimps and cops versus white collared teen horde dogs gang war. Yeah, that that would have got it. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> and then my parents' American Pie. What is this current generation's equivalent? This current generation? I don't think they have one. Yeah. And... Time walkers? Oh, maybe. Walkers or whatever it's walkers? called. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't that 10 years ago? Oh, that might be, yeah. Or what about like Book Smart? That's kind of, but, but there's no like, nothing like Porkies. Okay, it's like six years ago or yeah. five years ago. I felt like Blockers was like at mid to like 2015, but it's actually 2018. Yeah, that's yeah. just the last sex comedy I can think of. I think there's one that's out right now called Bottoms. Okay. Oh, yeah, I heard that's pretty good too with um, Marshawn Lynch is in it. Yeah, and the girl from uh, The Bear, isn't it? Uh, the, the sous chef. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, she is. Yeah, there's and, not. Not a whole lot, but and that is our one star reviews. Gen Z discovers teen sex comedies edition. But yeah, a lot of a lot of the um, even no matter what what movie I was talking about, I was like, man, this does not hold up. Were a lot of the one star reviews. Yeah, yeah. I I sometimes I like to go like I think Aunt we've talked about it where we'll go on Letterboxd and we'll look up our favorite movies and see the the one star reviews and how. A lot of them are pretty off base or just like mm-hmm. just bitching to, for bitching sake. 
these yeah. ones are probably on the money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some of these movies that I still enjoy watching. Like, Can't Hardly Wait, I like a lot. Yeah. Probably more than most of these movies that are on here. But, yeah. um, you know, these these movies do have a lot of flaws. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think you chalk it up to a different time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, context is uh, is important. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, and there's a couple that I still watch, like you were saying. I, I watched Road Trip maybe like late last year, and there's it doesn't hold up well, but there's still Austin. some pretty funny scenes in it. Austin, Massachusetts. Yeah, I like I still quote that to this day. <laughs> so that that left a little bit of an impact on me. Um, I was just gonna say the thing is, is us saying you know its context is relevant and all that is not dismissing the criticisms of it. No, like you know, you know, it's just, you know, that's those movies were made like that because of what was tolerated back then. Not that it should have been tolerated. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess is the fine line to draw there. Sure. Well, yeah, some of these movies came out in the 2000s and we've 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 said that that was a cesspool of pop culture. And, yeah. you know, yeah, it, it was part of it. void of comedy, really. <laughs> it was just part of it. Of the uh, yeah. It was the post post nine eleven time. We yeah yeah we were high on the hog and then nine eleven happened and we're trying to figure the shit out. So yeah, what we turn to? We turn to just overbearing misogyny, <laughs> usually in most pop culture around that time. Yeah, we still do. But it was it was rampant in the two thousand. It it was it was rampant and accepted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I think know, the thing is. We've we've learned from it. That's that's really all that matters, right? We're yeah. like, yeah. I don't think anyone's really learned a lesson, but <laughs> we have. This podcast has. At least we have. Yeah. Yeah. Took a lot of unlearning, but we we're getting better. I'll, I'll tell you one person who probably hasn't learned. Scott. <laughs> Scott <Bale>. <laughs> I I think yeah, that's probably true. And Nicole Eggert would probably probably agree with you. Yep. <laughs> he, would, he would say this podcast is what's wrong with the world. Or yeah. You were suffering from the woke mind virus, guys. Yeah, we can't say anything anymore. We can't make of, these movies like they used to. We're we're a bunch of soy boy beta cucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's the tagline for our podcast. Soy boy beta cucks. <laughs> sure. <laughs> why why not? There's gotta be someone out there who's listened to us who thinks that. Yeah. Fuck cooks. Yeah, <laughs> like we're I'm, just listen- I'm just listening to this until the Joe Rogan podcast drops. <laughs> I I wonder if there's someone out there who's who loves this movie and kind of searches for it every now and then, <laughs> and this will pop up like, oh my god, someone's actually covering Zapped with exclamation point, and, <laughs> and they just I wonder how far they get in, or maybe they hate listen to the whole thing with like, these fucking assholes. What do they know? Bunch of pussies. <laughs> Probably never gotten laid in their lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is our show this week. We watched Zapped. Check us out on all our podcast socials on X, formerly known as Twitter and Instagram at TikTampod. And we are on they we are on TikTok at they called us a movie. We're also on threads at TikTampod, I think. And yeah, if you have any questions, comments, feel free to hit us up at ticktampon at gmail.com i think we're gonna try and do a discord just because this um 
This is the latest poll on X, formerly known as Twitter, was an absolute disaster. <laughs> so I I kind of feel like that's the death knell of at least us trying to engage with anybody on that fucking app. We're not we're, we're not we're not paying for that shit. So yeah, I'm so glad we've cultivated oh, over a thousand followers on that on that app. Yeah, so, good. so glad, so glad. And we anyway. We hope you guys follow us over to wherever we go. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad we we let a multi billion dollar baby just take his ball and go home. I guess. <laughs> right. Fucking <laughs> dick. Yeah. But anyway, uh, we're still on. We're all are on YouTube. Dan's been putting together some edits that sometimes I post. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're coming up on 31 Days of Horror which will be all Halloween or horror-themed movies this this month of October. So check that out. And then we'll have our poll in some form for our final movie of the month there. Um, and yeah, that's that's it. That's that's everywhere you get a hold of us, I think. Um, so that's it. It's wrapping it up. That zapped the director. This is episode 250, so congrats, guys. We're oh, yeah, hey! Halfway to 500. Pretty good. <laughs> a lot of people said we'd never make it. That's right. Us included. But we did it. We did it. See what happens when you just have a little bit of a pandemic that helps you get there because <laughs> there's nothing else better to do. Uh, yeah, the director of Zapped is Robert J. Rosenthal. So for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony DeVecchia telling Robert J. Rosenthal, well, you certainly made a movie, didn't you? Thanks for listening to They Called Us a Movie. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at TicTampod. That's T-C-T-A-M-Pod. You can also check us out on TikTok at They Called Us a Movie.